following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. We're talking NFL Week 5 and all the NFL news to go with it, as well as baseball playoffs. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast, presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. And I just realized we haven't changed the screen yet, Dad. We've got a new promo code for Righteous Felon. The code is STOVE15. That's S-T-O-V-E-1-5. If you go to RighteousFelon.com, you can get some of your own jerky. I've been trying uh, different flavors uh, this week. Let's see here. I got the uh, Nelson Mandela uh, right here. This is a uh, cracked pepper and dill. I tried the dark or Darth garlic yesterday and, uh, and, and had my favorite Baby Blues barbecue this afternoon for a snack. So uh, go out and find your own favorite flavor, RighteousFelon.com. Use that promo code uh, STOVE15 to get 15% off your purchase uh, there. And I need to remember to change that on the screen. Uh, you can use the code BELLYUP if you want to, but uh, STOVE15 is the new code for RighteousFelon.com. I'm your host, Vince Stover, and my dad, Dale Stover, joins me as well. Dad, how you doing? Doing good. Boy, a lot going on here, baseball and football, and just, of course, hockey starting, all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah, NBA. I mean, there's NBA news. as They're all reporting to camp. Hockey's going preseason. Um, there's NASCAR playoffs. There's plenty of things happening right now for sure. Of course, football is the biggest of stories, but uh, there are plenty of things to talk about in uh, uh, baseball, of course, as well. We'll talk about both of those things today last week we were unable to do the scheduling stuff unable to do a show so we missed out last week and uh and i know we had millions of fans wondering where we were but we're back uh it's okay settle in and enjoy the show here this evening uh let's start with the nfl kind of looking back a little bit at last week's game and we got to start on thursday night the lions put a whooping on the green bay packers of course the the excuse that we have is two starting Offensive linemen out, the uh, third one getting injured during the game, uh, Aaron Jones coming back from injury, and all kinds of other things. The reality is the Lions look good. The Packers did not. And uh, it seems like, Dad, the issues that the Packers have, and I'm still overly optimistic about the Packers, but it seems like the issues they have are the ones we knew they were going to have. Some defensive questions. Joe Barry, is he the guy for the job as the D.C.? And then the offensive line was a question mark, honestly, heading into the season. Anyhow, young receivers are still a question, but they've shown that they've got the talent. There's a little bit of inconsistency and some rookie mistakes. But overall, especially getting Christian Watson back, things should start to even out a little bit there. But I still think Jordan Love has been just fine. I know he has not been perfect, but I haven't lost any confidence in Jordan Love. Uh, how are you feeling about Green Bay after that beatdown on Thursday? Yeah, I mean, it was disappointing losing to the Lions, but we're going to lose some games this year. 
Um, we've won, you know, close ones, we lost, lost a close one. And, uh, but, uh, you know, we've had a lot of injuries early and we're getting some of those people back, may have almost everybody back for uh, Monday night. So we'll see. I, yeah, I, again, the young receivers have done well. I think Jordan Love has done well. I mean, obviously he'll make some mistakes, but I think he showed he can rally the team and bring the team back. And uh, the defense, you know, has to be fixed. And they vowed that they're going to do that, whatever they have to do. And if they can get that fixed, I, you know, the offensive line, like I said, Oakton Jenkins will be back this week. And I think it'll gel together depending on injuries. Um, so I think the Packers are still in, in good shape. You know, we said that when they go to the bye, if they could be at least three and two or four and one, well, they won't be four and one. They could be three and two if they can win this week. And then they'll have time to get, you know, get even healthier. And, um, you know, the way the NFC is going, I, I think we're still in good shape. Well, yeah, the way the NFC North is going, we're definitely in good shape. I mean, uh, sure, the Lions have won a couple of games, but Minnesota and Chicago, I'm not, Chicago's nothing. Uh, Minnesota still has a lot of talent, but uh, nonetheless, they've not been playing that great. So, uh, yeah, I think as the NFC North goes, Green Bay's still definitely in the hunt there. Uh, you hate to see them lose at home. Uh, especially in prime time, you know, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. We knew we weren't going to have a perfect season. And uh, like I said, still full confidence in Jordan Love, especially as Aaron Jones and Christian Watson get healthier. Um, that's going to help as well. Do you think the Packers go out and try to get an offensive lineman via trade, or do you think they're just going to stick it out with what they got? Um, I think they're okay. I think they're okay, you know, with what they have. Again, health is the issue. I don't know that we're running is. <laughs> Um, for this week, there's still a little question, I think, at center. Um, but again, they've got good depth there and it's helped them so far. So I think Jenkins, if Jenkins comes back healthy, um, I don't know that they'll go out and get anyone. It probably would depend who's available. Um, and, you know, depend where we're at on injuries, but there's still some backups. There's been questions about the left guard, Newman. Um, you know, Ryan may get a shot this week. Uh, he's looked good in training camp. So, um, you know, they're, they're, they're still fairly deep there um, if we can get everybody back from injury, and it looks like they're headed that way. Yeah, the one name that I'm hearing um, as potential is actually Cincinnati Bengals' current right tackle, uh, Jonah Williams. He was left tackle last season. This year they acquired Orlando Brown. Uh, Jonah Williams wants to play left tackle. Um, he's still fairly young. Uh, he's talented, all that kind of stuff. So I've heard that that name pop up as potential for Green Bay. I'd like to see it, honestly. I'd like to see him go out and get somebody because I don't know. And maybe this isn't a Super Bowl year, so maybe it's not worth it. But I still want to protect Aaron Jones. I still want to protect Jordan Love. Um, and I don't think the guys we have on the roster, I think they're fine, but I don't think they're 17 games fine. I think they're a fill-in fine. I don't really want them starting all season long. So, But maybe they're young, so maybe this is what they need to learn, and maybe they'll be future left tackles and whatnot. But anyways, I'd like to see, see things change. Um, I need to take back something, Dan. I need to take back anything I've ever said good about Tua Tungavailoa. Uh, I started. I started to get uh, uh, melted into this. No, he must be good. They're putting up all this. They scored seventy. It's got to be two. A two has got to be good. Then they come out against a real team this week. 
and I was reminded, nope, I was right all along. Tua stinks. Um, I don't think Tua stinks, but I, I'm not a Tua believer. And and because of this weekend, I was reminded why Buffalo beats them by 28 points. The largest flip, by the way, Dad, in points won versus points lost in back-to-back weeks in NFL history uh, after winning by 50 and then losing by 28. That being said, uh, Miami's still a threat, but the Bills, to me, prove they're the best team in the AFC. Yes, I mean, you know, we thought the Bills would be, and they, they've really bounced back, and they showed what they had. So um, I don't think Miami is in any panic because, again, I think this was one of the best teams in the AFC uh, they lost to. So, right. um, yeah, I, I don't think Miami's going to slide away at this point, and I think um, Tua will be just fine. We'll see. He'll be fine, sure, but he ain't going to be Josh Allen. He's not going to be Patrick Mahomes. He's just going to be fine, and that's not what they drafted him to be. Um, that being said, uh, I, I agree with you. I don't think the Dolphins are worried necessarily. Uh, I just think it proves where the Bills are compared to where the Lions are. Uh, let's see here. 28-7 to 7 sounds like a pretty safe lead late in the third quarter for most people, but not for Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. Uh, <laughs> leading 28-7. to 7, they fall to the lowly Denver Broncos, of all people. Uh, come in, come back. I saw the score, and I thought, well, good for Justin Fields. Um, this is this will maybe take some heat off of this team a little bit. Uh, instead, all it said was Matt Everflus is going to get fired. Who are they going to bring in for the next coach? Is Justin Fields the quarterback? Are they going to go out and get Caleb Williams with the first pick and Marvin Harrison Jr. with the second pick? Uh, what will the Bears look like next year? All these questions are back in the fold because they blew a 28-7 to lead and lost to the Broncos. Are the Bears tanking or do they just stink? Um, I think they're just not very good. Um, I don't think they're tanking at this point. Um, again, looks like they've got a good shot at the first pick, the way things were going. Um, but no, I, I don't think they're tanking. Um, but I think reality is starting to set in that this is – Yes, this is really going to be a tough year, I'm afraid, for for the Bears. You know, and Justin Fields, it's hard to evaluate him. I've heard a lot about that. True. I mean, is he really not not a good quarterback? I mean, we all thought he was coming out, or is it just the situation that he's in? Um, I mean, I think he's still got great potential, yeah. but um, I, the Bears are going to have to do something to really turn their direction around. Um, so we'll oh. see. Yeah, somebody's going to get fortunate with Justin Fields. If they really finish out the season as bad as they look like they are, and they go out and draft Caleb Williams, making Justin Fields available, someone's going to get them. They're going to get them cheap, and they're going to show maybe Denver, uh, possibly, I don't know, New England, someone like that. And and I think they're going to show everybody that, yeah, the coaching staff in Chicago, the GM in Chicago, really set up Fields to fail, and that's the reason why he looks as bad as he does. Uh, how about the AFC South? What a fun conference this has turned out to be. The Colts, the Texans, the Jaguars, and the Titans are all two and two after four weeks. Uh, the rookie quarterbacks for the Colts and the Texans have uh, both been pretty solid. Anthony Richardson, of course, and um, CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud, by the way, has been very fantasy relevant, and I appreciate that uh, very much so. And uh, so that's been solid. The Jaguars have kind of underperformed. 
uh, overall, I think, at the very least. And the Titans, they just won't go away. Um, I look at this conference right now, and I don't think there's a clear favorite in this conference. I think there should be in Jacksonville, but they have not been that. Uh, I'm intrigued to see how this conference shakedown, uh, shakes down. How do you feel specifically about Indianapolis and Houston right now? Well, Indianapolis and Houston have both been surprising because, again, they have rookie quarterbacks, but they're doing well. And, again, they're in a conference that will maybe help them a little bit. But conference games, as we have said, is always a challenge and uh, or division games. And that, that's the way it's going to be here with, with the, these four teams could stay pretty close. I do think Jacksonville could could stretch it out a little bit. I think they are probably the better team talent-wise. Like you said, Tennessee won't go away. And But both Indianapolis and Houston have been surprises, been enjoyable to see. Um, you know, Both have new head coaches and both have potentially good head coaches. So, um, yeah, it's, it's made the season very interesting so far. Tennessee, by the way, three and one against the spread. Uh, they have kept games close. They have been right there the whole time. Um, Jacksonville has a, a second game in a row now in London this week. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Indianapolis, 0-2 at home, but 2-0 on the road, 2-1 in the conference, uh, which is wild. And like I said, C.J. Stroud, I'm just so impressed with him. Um, he's looking great. His team has rallied around him as well. The Texans look like they're a threat even this year in the AFC South. I don't think any of these teams are a threat for the Super Bowl at this point. But I think that all of these teams are a threat for the division uh, as it currently is going. Uh, so we'll see how that all shakes down. Any thoughts on that? No, I, I agree. I think they're all a threat right now at this point for the division. You know, we'll see when we get a little over the midway point. Um, somebody may have stretched it out. But, uh, no, I think it looks like they, they could be a very tightly contested division. Like you said, I don't know that anybody's a Super Bowl team unless um, – Jacksonville really, really, you know, changes here a little bit. Uh, Titans beat the Bengals 27 to three this week. You're up in the Cincinnati area. Uh, is the world coming to an end up there for the Bengals? Um, <laughs> I think people are very concerned. There's no doubt about that. Um, and, um, you know, I, I really was watching that game, which I did, um, I really think it was the, it's the Bengals not playing well, maybe as well as the Titans playing good. Of course, Derrick Henry is always going to be a factor, and if you can't handle him, then, you know, it's going to be tough. And um, so, and the Bengals just, you know, the Bengals, have, I, I don't know if Burroughs as healthy as he should be, um, but, you know, their offensive line, even the defense has not performed like, you know, you would think they would. So, um so, yeah, Cincinnati, um, you know, again, it's early in the season, so they have a couple games they can get back in this. But, um, no, they, they've not been the juggernaut so far that we thought they would be. Some fun close games throughout the weekend. Chiefs and Jets came down to a close one. Uh, Chargers and Raiders was close. Eagles and Commanders went to overtime as well. There's also was some blowouts. And may I just continue to invite people all aboard the Baker train. Uh, Baker Mayfield and the Bucks, 26-9 against the Saints. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, these these Buccaneers, they are, th here's the way I view them, Dad. I don't view them as Super Bowl threats, but I view them as the team in the playoffs that no one really was going to want to play. They're annoying. They shouldn't be as good as they are. 
yet they are as good as they are. They go on by this week, uh, but Baker for 246 yards, three touchdowns, one interception in the game. Chris Godwin went off, eight catches, 114 yards, and I think that especially helped by the injury to Mike Evans, um, although I think he'll be back for their next game. The Saints continue to struggle. Um, the uh, Derek Carr, you know, average to, to below average in this game, especially Alvin Kamara made his first game of the season, 13 catches, 33 yards though, and 11 rushes for 51 yards. I think the Saints are still trying to figure out who they are, whereas I think the Buccaneers got it figured out who they are. Um, and as long as they stay healthy, I think they're going to continue to be a, a thorn in the side of many teams along the ways. And then, Dad, your Dallas Cowboys absolutely dominated the Patriots, sending Bill Belichick into retirement, some think, uh, at the very least. So uh, the Cowboys with an impressive win uh, last week as well. But enough about last week. Let's get into this week. And uh, we're going to get into our pick six. Last week, uh, we we submitted our picks, and you can as well. Uh, we're doing a, a weekly pick contest through runyourpool.com. You can find the information on Twitter and uh, jump right in and pick games as well. Last week, Dad was two for uh, two and four. I was four and two on the week. And uh, so we're going to get into our games this week. We always pick primetime games, and then we're going to pick uh, an additional three games, pick six games total um, here as well. So let me get mine pulled up real quick. All right, Thursday night. The Washington Commanders host the Chicago Bears. Washington is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I tell you, I personally would love to see that number a little lower, maybe in the four-and-a-half to three-and-a-half range. I'm still going to take the Commanders because I just think the Commanders have played pretty solid while the Bears, outside of this last week, have looked pretty pathetic. Uh, I think the, the Commanders are pretty um, disciplined teams, so I think they're, they can win by a touchdown. How do you feel about that game? Yes, I think especially with the commanders being at home. And again, you know, things are not going to get better for Chicago. And, you know, we can say, well, they played, you know, a close game last week, but they were playing the Broncos. Right. And the Broncos came back. Or that, you know, that's one thing to blow that lead. It's another thing to blow that lead to a team, you know, uh, <laughs> that's struggling also. So now again, you know, the, the commanders, I don't know that they're going to challenge for their division. Um, but I, I think being at home, again, it's a little bit of a high number, but I, I think they can easily win by a touchdown or more because, again, they've got potential to have a really good defense. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, again, their offense shouldn't have any trouble with Chicago. So, um, yeah, I'll go with Washington easily on that one. Uh, see, I don't say easily, but uh, but I do, I do pick them, uh, feeling like that's something that, that should happen. Uh, that being said, yeah, who knows? We'll see how it all shakes down. Uh, Justin Fields has 861 yards, seven touchdowns, five interceptions on the year. Sam Howell has 961 yards, only four touchdowns, and five interceptions on the year as well. If Sam Howell can start cleaning things up a little bit, they would have won some of these games that they've lost uh, so far because they've been in them every single week uh, as well. Uh, let's see here. Let's head down to Sunday night football. It is San Francisco hosting Dallas. What an interesting game this is going to be. I think it's going to be a lot of fun as well. I had kind of a hard time picking this game. Let me hear what you got. San Francisco is uh, three and a half point favorites 
against Dallas? Um, I didn't have a lot of trouble picking this game. Again, it's at home, so I think San Francisco. Dallas has played well, with the exception of that Arizona game. and But San Francisco has been really solid, and um, I don't see any reason. Again, Dallas' defense is going to have to really play good, but um, San Francisco's got a great defense. So I think being at home, uh, if this was a Dallas, I might have to think about it a little bit, but um, three and a half, I'll go with San Francisco. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to go San Francisco as well, but uh, man, I, I, of course, am not as quick to jump on this as you are. Neither team has really turned the ball over this, this year. Prescott has one interception. Brock Purdy has zero. Um Run game for San Francisco has been far better than Dallas's. Uh, pass game has been pretty close to equal. So I'm going with San Francisco based on their defense, although the Dallas defense has been relatively solid this year as well. And I'm a big fan of Dan Quinn, and I think he should get the Chargers job at the end of this year. Um, but uh, I'm going to ride Christian McCaffrey and, uh, and, and San Francisco's defense this week, and I'll go with San Francisco. Uh, Monday night, bum, 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 Green Bay Packers, one and a half point favorite on the road in Vegas. Is that really on the road, even though it's in Vegas? Uh, I'm not sure, but, uh, one and a half point, uh, favorites, uh, against Vegas. I'm going to go Green Bay. I'd like to think they're going to fix some of the issues they had last week, even with the injuries that they have. Um, I'd like to see, think Aaron Jones is going to get things going in the run game. And with Christian Watson being back a full another week, uh, that they'll start hooking up and that'll help things as well. So I'll go Packers minus one and a half. Yes, I'll take the Packers also. You know, Vegas has Devontae Adams outside of that. Um, you know, they, they've got a lot of problems. And so if Green Bay, this would be a good chance for Green Bay to get back on track. I think they are going to have some more players available this time. They have the bye coming up next week. Um, from there. And, um, you know, Green Bay always has a lot of fans on the road and they'll have a lot of fans out in Vegas. I don't have any doubt about that. Um, so yeah, I I'll go with Green Bay, um, over Vegas again. I've never been a, you know, I, I like Devonte Adams. Uh, in some ways I never had problems with the Raiders, but I, I, I think they have a bad coach and, um, I think it's going to continue to show. You know, I feel like we should just go. We should go to Vegas, uh, we'll fly out Sunday after church and and uh, be there for the game Monday. We got friends out there. I'm sure we could find a place to stay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. I, I don't know. We'll talk about it. Um, okay. Uh, maybe Righteous Felon Jerky will send us out there and, there and to cover it. Okay. Uh, let's get into the rest of our games. We've got to pick three games this week. Um, and by the way, this will be my first week actually watching Troy Aikman and Joe Buck on ABC and Monday Night Football, uh, as I have not watched any of the Monday Night games up to this point. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to hear hear their voices again. All right, who's the first game of your random pick that you're going with? Uh, that was a lot of interesting picks this week, but I'm going to go with um, Baltimore, a three-and-a-half favorite over Pittsburgh, even though Pittsburgh's at home. Pittsburgh, you know, has struggled a little bit, and I think Baltimore's got things going in the right direction. So I'll go with the Ravens over the Steelers, three and a half. I'm beginning to think that my hot streak of picks is about to end. 
uh, because I'm picking the same games as you. Um, so Baltimore, three-and-a-half-point favorite. I as well picked them. Kenny Pickett banged up. Good chance Mitch Trubisky starting this week. Um, and, and I think that probably helps Pittsburgh a little bit. But that being said, Baltimore's looked really sharp thus far. Man, on the road division game, I typically wouldn't pick this, but I feel like it's the right time. So I got Baltimore minus three and a half as well. Who's the next game you got? Um, I, I will take, um, again, it's a favor, but it's a road team. Kansas City, five and a half over the Vikings. Um, again, I think the Vikings got problems. Kansas City is really kind of rolling. And uh, being on the road won't be any problem for them there. So I'll go with Kansas City, five and a half over the Vikings. I almost picked the Vikings this week. I ended up not picking this game. Um, Listen, Minnesota's defense is no good. Their O-line isn't great. But one thing that we've been able to see from Minnesota in the past is they can put up points. And I think they might be able to hang. Kansas City is not – you got them at the point in the season where they're not um, fully invested yet. Uh, they got all the Taylor Swift noise around them and all these other things going on. Uh, now's the time to get get Kansas City, or at the very least, stay close with them. Um, I almost went with Minnesota in that game, but I chose to stay away from that one. Uh, I went instead, Dad. I've got two underdogs to finish up my picks. Uh, I'll start with the New York Jets. They're one-and-a-half-point underdogs on the road in Denver. I don't think Denver's got it figured out. I think there's probably more controversy in Denver than there is on any locker room in the league right now. The Jets have this uh, rally cry going on right now with Zach Wilson. I don't think Zach Wilson's the answer by any stretch of the imagination, but I think they get their run game going here. And so I'm going to go with uh, the New York Jets over Denver, and I'll go ahead and take that one and a half points as well. Uh, Who's the last game that you got this week? Um, I'll go with an underdog on this one and um, road underdog. Uh, Houston Texans over Atlanta. Atlanta's a 1.5 favorite or one and yeah, one and a half favorite. And um, I think Houston's going to do well. I think Atlanta's struggling. And um, does this be a good chance for Houston to, to say they're on the roll? I, I was doing so good with my picks this year, Dad. <laughs> I'm with you. I got Houston as well. Uh, I don't think Desmond Ritter's it in Atlanta. I think they've got a lot of pieces in place where if they get the right quarterback, um, if I were them, I'd start making phone calls, honestly. I mean, I think uh, a Kirk Cousins in Atlanta changes the way Atlanta's outcome is. And I know that's making me sound like this huge Kirk Cousins supporter. The reality is, is with those weapons, a quarterback should be successful uh, in Atlanta right now. And uh, I think they need to make a change sooner rather than later. They've got, uh, don't they have Taylor Heineke, I think, as a backup. So maybe we see him come in. Or no, Mariota, I don't remember. Whoever's there, maybe we see see things happen in Atlanta. But I love what C.J. Stroud's doing in Houston. The weapons that he has, especially the receivers. Nico Collins has been great so far. Uh, Dalton Schultz is starting to show up at tight end. They get two of their tackles back from injury this week. Um, I like that setup, and and even though it's on the road, it's in a dome, and I just think that takes away part of the home field advantage. So I'm going to go Houston as well, one and a half point underdogs. 
Uh, let's run through the rest of the games real quick. Jacksonville and Houston, uh, Buffalo, excuse me, Bluff Buffalo favorite at home, five and a half. I almost went with Buffalo here. Um, I like what Jacksonville has, but I'm telling you, they just haven't shown up yet. I think Buffalo uh, is a great team as well, being at home. Uh, I think Buffalo wins this game. Yes. Yeah, I, I think Buffalo will too. I think that's where um, – you know, Buffalo showed they're good. Again, Jacksonville, this is in this is in London, so you never know what's going right. to happen there. And it's kind of a home game for the Jaguars since they've hung out there for they're there every year and hung out. This would be a great chance for the Jaguars to make a statement, but um, I think the Bills are rolling. So um, may, it may be a really good game. We'll see. I'm glad you reminded me of that. With being in London, Jacksonville actually has a huge support in in London because they've been there so often. Um, this might be the one game where Buffalo doesn't have the advantage. Um, usually these London games are lower scoring games as well. Uh, Buffalo, I still like them overall, though. Uh, he, Indianapolis hosts Tennessee. Tennessee's 3-1 and one against the spread this year, but this spread is currently at 0.5. Uh, so basically Tennessee has to win or tie to cover. I think Indianapolis is the better team. They're at home. I'm, I'm cheering for Indianapolis. So I guess I'm picking Indianapolis to win this game, but Tennessee, I don't listen. I don't like Tennessee. I don't trust Tennessee, but they are always in games and, uh, maybe Derek Henry runs, runs wild this week. How you feel about Indianapolis, Tennessee? Yeah, it's a big game for the Colts because this being a division game and being a home game, they can really set themselves up to stay in the race here. So, um, I think it'll be a very interesting game to watch and, and we'll see, you know, um, how, you know, how good Indianapolis is. Uh, the kitty cats coming to play in Detroit this week, Detroit lions versus Carolina Panthers. Detroit, eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Listen, Carolina, um, I don't dislike Carolina, but they're not good. Uh, they're not getting the same flack that Chicago's getting because they didn't have the hype that Chicago had coming into the year. Carolina's not good. Detroit wins this game. I don't know that they win by eight-and-a-half, but they do win this game at the very least. Yeah, uh, Carolina's not been good so far, um, so this should be able to keep the hype train going in Detroit, and um, we'll see how that goes. New England hosts New Orleans. Uh, New England's one and three, but they're a one and a half point favorite. The quarterback situation in New England's not good. It's not pretty. The coaching situation's not pretty. I think New Orleans gets the win here against New England and sends the Patriots into a full tailspin. How do you feel about that game? Um, I think this is one of the games of the week you don't worry about paying attention to. I don't think anything <laughs> anything draws you to this game at all. Um, I think it could hurt either team. Like you said, I think either team could go into a tailspin with a loss here. Um, you know, New England's at home, so um, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, New Orleans could be another spot for Dan Quinn at the end of this year as well if things don't go smoothly in New Orleans. Uh, Miami, 10.5-point favorites over the Giants. You talk about an utter failure of a season four weeks in. Um, the Giants have been just that. Daniel Jones has not lived up to the contract. Miami, on the other hand, has put up points for the most part. They ran into a buzzsaw in Buffalo. Ten and a half is a lot, but Miami can put up points being at home. Uh, I'll go Miami all the way on this one. Yes, yeah, Miami should handle the Giants are really, um, really in trouble there, no doubt about it. 
Philadelphia is on the road, but not really a road game. It's against the Rams in Los Angeles. Philadelphia, four and a half point favorites. By the way, Dad, the Rams are the only team that are undefeated against the spread. Uh, 3-0 and 1. I had one push. Um, uh, so think of that as you look at this. But Philadelphia, they are 4-0, and but they it's not been a pretty 4-0 and for Philadelphia. I do think they beat the Rams, though, uh, in L.A. The Rams have been a little bit of a surprise, so we'll see whether being at home. But I, if the Eagles are the real thing, which I think in many ways they are, then yes, they ought to be able to win this. Cincinnati struggling for sure, but they face the Arizona Cardinals, both teams one and three. The game is in Phoenix and uh, three and a half point favorites for Cincinnati. I, the way I look at it, Dad, is at some point it has to click for Cincinnati. And Arizona, the front office at the very least, can't want to win. <laughs> but Joshua Dobbs has been doing his job in Arizona. Needless to say, I'm going Cincinnati this week. I mean, yes, Cincinnati needs to win this. You would think it won't be a problem, but you got to remember that Dallas game a couple weeks ago. So you never know if, um, yeah, if the Cardinals win this one, then you may have a lot of people jumping in the Ohio River. So we will see how that goes. Uh, okay. Uh, very good. So some good games this week, some hard to watch games this week as well. Uh, we will be tuned in Monday night for green Bay and Vegas there. As soon as I get off the air with Ryan Jackson doing the local hour Monday night, we'll turn on green Bay and party hard into the evening. If me and dad don't make it to Vegas, um, uh, that's, that'll be the way it works out for us there. Uh, so that's it for the NFL. I do want to remind everyone about righteous felon jerky. If you want the purest jerky in the game, you got to go straight to the source. And righteous felon has partnered with the best natural black Angus beef producers in the land to lock up supply and guarantee the best tasting, best textured, and freshest beef jerky on the market. Righteousfelon.com. I know what the screen says, but we got a new code. You're going to use the code STOVE15, S-T-O-V-E-1-5 at RighteousFelon.com and support the show as well as try out your new favorite jerky as well. I also tried a beef stick this week, Dad. Uh, let me see if I can see what the flavor was. Fiery habanero, and it was indeed fiery. It kicked, it kicked hard. Uh, so anyways... Beef jerky there. Actually, Dad, I need to send you some. I do have some for you. I need to send you some as well, um, which it might be a couple weeks because I think Mom's coming down to see me possibly soon. Uh, so anyways, uh, we'll get it to you, though, nonetheless. Uh, and by the way, as far as the NFL, again, people doing fantasy football, you know, uh, you have to be aware that the buys start this week. Yes, they do. I think the earliest have ever started the buy weeks. And um, – that, that kind of throws things a little bit in fantasy football now for, you know, a good part of the season. So, um, you know, well, we'll see. People are starting to get a break. So, yeah, yeah, it definitely changes things for fantasy football for sure. Uh, real quick, the college football, um, the, the big game this week is the Red River rivalry. Um, and... Uh, didn't it used to be called the Red River Shootout or something? Uh, it, it was, but that wasn't politically correct. So right. they, they rival. Uh, they'll move to the SEC. By the way, Dad, did you see the SEC came out and said horns down is not a penalty in the SEC? 
You can <laughs> shove it in their face all you want. Uh, both teams are 5-0. and oh, Texas and Oklahoma, both teams 5-0. and oh. Texas is number three. Oklahoma, number 12. A big opportunity for Oklahoma here. All the pressure on Texas. Uh, Texas is a favorite by almost a touchdown in this game. So that'll be a fun one. I know we've got some Boomer Sooner fans that watch and listen to the program. So good luck to all Sooner Nation uh, this week. But I did predict Texas goes to the playoffs this year. So I kind of need Texas to win this game uh, in order for me to be right. Outside of that, Dad, I mean, there's games worth watching, I suppose. But let me tell you about uh, fans in Lexington, Kentucky, where I live. Um, they sure think they got a shot against Georgia this week because, well, Georgia didn't play well last week, and Kentucky's undefeated. Uh, Georgia's a 15-point favorite. They are both undefeated. I think Georgia just wipes the floor with Kentucky this week. I don't know how much you've paid attention to Kentucky or Georgia this year, but any thoughts on that game? Well, I, I've kept up probably a little more with Georgia than I have Kentucky, and this game's at Georgia, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I think Kentucky will kind of get a reality check on this one. I think this will be either Georgia is not going to be as good as they've been in the past or they'll come out and really, really run on them uh, this week. And I would expect um, the Bulldogs, again, we got a lot of Bulldog fans that we know, and uh, I think they'll be ready for this one. So, Yeah, Colorado's lost the last two weeks. It's taken a little bit of the shimmer off of Dion. This week they play Arizona State, so we expect them to get a win um, and maybe some more some more uh, publicity. But it seems like, Dad, really it's the Taylor Swift effect in the NFL that has taken kind of the attention off of Deion Sanders in Colorado, at least for the time being while they're losing. But again, I think they win this week against Arizona. They're entertaining enough, and you know it's he, he's he's connecting with the young folks in the world for sure. Um, maybe not us old fogies, but he is connecting with the kiddos. Uh, any other games in particular that you're interested in this week? No, I looked at a couple, but I think teams that have had a good start, you know, will kind of come back to reality. Um, Missouri, you know, are they for real? I looked at who they've beaten, so I don't know. Um, we'll see if they could beat LSU, then they may be a factor a little bit in the SEC, but I don't think that's probably going to happen. Yeah, I mean, you're right. If they beat LSU, it means something for sure. But, I, yeah, I, to me, Mizzou just doesn't belong in the SEC. They don't fit there. Uh, fit is the better word than belong, probably. They don't fit there. Uh, but they're ranked, and they play a ranked opponent this week, so we'll see how they shake down. Uh, let's transition over to Major League Baseball before we wrap up. Minnesota sweeps Toronto, their first series win in quite some time. Uh, Sonny Gray with the win, the old Middle Tennessee boy. Uh, but two to nothing. They did get out hit in this game today, but it doesn't matter. Minnesota advances. Texas just absolutely dominates uh, Tampa. Both teams had been hit hard with injuries. We talked about this on Sunday night's show. Texas gets the sweep, though, and advances. Congrats to them. They, they had such a good regular season. I was kind of afraid that they were going to fall apart with all the injuries coming into the playoffs, but they advance to the next round. Milwaukee and Arizona are playing as we're doing this show. Milwaukee leads 2-1 to one in the sixth inning, and then Philadelphia and Miami are in the second inning, I believe. Uh, third inning, excuse me. 
and they are 0-0 as of right now. Also, I'm worried about Milwaukee. Um, you know, obviously, if they lose tonight, it's over. They got to win. If they win tonight, they go into tomorrow's game with Wade Miley. Uh, I just, I'm worried. I'm worried really, really badly about Milwaukee. I felt like they had a chance to come in. That news of Woodruff, though, being injured really hurt this team. Um, I think moral, morale wise. So, uh, nonetheless, I think I, I don't know. I, I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried about Milwaukee. Any thoughts on the baseball playoffs to this point? Well, um, one thing I was wondering about, see what you think. Do you think baseball will try to move the team out of Tampa with, uh, you know, poor attendance and everything and the home there? And as I was thinking about that, if they were to relocate them, boy, whoever gets them would have a team that had, does have a lot of talent on the team. Um, yeah. So I don't know that that will happen. I know there's been talk about that, you know, for years in some ways, uh, but I wonder if this playoff situation doesn't um, highlight that a little bit. And um, it's been an exciting first round here. Will any of these teams be able to compete with the teams that, you know, got the bye? I think in some cases they will. So, you know, there'll be some momentum goes with this, and um, we'll see. Yeah, so I'll start with the Tampa thing. I mean, obviously, I think there's a chance. I think if Tampa moves, Nashville makes the most sense uh, there. I, I know they've talked about a new stadium, and and maybe that would be enough, and they'd move it to a slightly different area. So maybe that would be enough. I'm not sure, uh, but you're definitely right. But they've been talking about Tampa moving since David Price was there. I mean, that's been a long time in the in the making. So at some point they will. I'm just not sure when. Um, as far as the, the wild card teams having success, Minnesota faces Houston. Houston was my World Series pick at the beginning of the year. Houston is so just so veteran-oriented. Guys who've been there, done that, um, defending champs. I mean, I, I think Houston is, is going to be hard to take down for Minnesota. But I also think that when you have that break and that buy, I think it does hurt a little bit. I think that momentum uh, shift uh, hurts a little bit. So maybe maybe Minnesota can steal one and make it interesting. Texas and Baltimore, I think that series is wide open. Baltimore has been really good this year. But, I, I mean, I don't know. Texas puts up runs. That's the one thing Texas does is they score a lot of runs. And I'm not sure if Baltimore's offense can keep up with that. At this point, I would say I would pick Baltimore and pick Houston to win. But I do think that those series are both open. On the other side of things, I think the Dodgers are beatable, whether it's Arizona or Milwaukee. I think the Dodgers are beatable this year. I think Atlanta, on the other hand, it will be tough. But you got the Phillies and Marlins who play in the East, playing each other right now. Whoever wins plays Atlanta, who's also in the East. So these are teams that know each other well. And uh, I think Atlanta's the best team in the, in the National League. Uh, so I think they advance to at least the NLCS and probably the World Series as well. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I think Philadelphia's tough. We saw that last year. Uh, Philadelphia's that team that, you know, yeah, they're the four seed, but they are stacked on their roster. And their pitchers got going there, especially in the last month of the season. So I think Philadelphia has a real good shot to make a run again this year um, as well. Uh, but I listen. I like the I, I love baseball playoffs. I think they're a blast to watch. Um, the problem that I have is I can't watch them. Uh, they got a, a game on in the middle of the day on on network television, 
and then my MLB package expires come postseason time. So I can listen to them on the radio, but I cannot watch them on my television. Uh, so that kind of takes some of the fun out for me. But I, I think the baseball playoffs are a lot of fun to watch. I It takes me back, Dad, uh, to uh, the 90s. Uh, when the Braves and, and their runs and the Schmoltz and Maddox and Glavin, and I wasn't a Braves fan at all, but I remember all those games and those experiences as a kid watching those games. So I love baseball playoffs, and I really hope the Brewers can pull this off and at least get into the next round. Losing a round one would be really, really bad, and there's a lot of talk about uh, Craig Council leaving to manage the Mets possibly. Uh, next year and then you know that's just all that looming so we need to win and we need to win right now all right anything else dad uh before we wrap up we lost dad uh he's actually switching over to a different device uh this is a good chance to remind you about righteous felon jerk you go to righteous felon.com use the code stove 15 s-t-o-v-e one five when you do that Righteous Fella knows that you're a listener of this program. It gives us support, helps us out, and we really appreciate it. I want to let you know about the other shows going on this week. Uh, Monday, uh, next week, I guess, Monday, Ryan Jackson, EKU defensive lineman, joins me. We will be talking EKU football, previewing the upcoming game. They're off this Saturday, so we'll be previewing the game, have a guest on there with us as well. And Dad will be back with me on Wednesday as well as we continue to talk through Major League Baseball playoffs. NFL news, and college football highlights as well. Follow us on social media at Sports Stove on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for watching the program today. And until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.